100% Real with Lisa Cabrera. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do some of the highlights from the debate. And again, they didn't really get heavily into the Black issues. There was no agenda discussed. There was no reparations discussed. So they're still avoiding the things that are important to the Black community, but they at the same time expect our vote. And they don't realize we have evolved. We have come a long way. And the old bag of tricks are just not working on us anymore. That was like once upon a time, but we are in the here and now. And our way of thinking has changed a lot. And they helped a lot along the way by screwing us. Once they get into political office through their policies and the things that they enforce out here. And, you know, I have an upcoming um, podcast that I'm going to do on redlining. And this one's going to be a little different from the first one that I did. I'm going to talk about how they forced us in certain areas during redlining. And now those same areas are being gentrified. So they forced us into an area. Now they're trying to price us out of that same area. So that'll be on a different podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But this one is going to focus on the debate. So I have some audio that I want you to hear from CNN. Bernie, we came in together to the Senate, but I do not think that this is the best person to lead the ticket. Bernie Sanders' analysis is right. The difference is I don't like his solutions. Bernie and I both want to see universal health care, but Bernie's plan doesn't explain how to get there. Vladimir Putin thinks that Donald Trump is, should be president of the United States, and that's why Russia is helping you get oh, elected so you'll lose to him. Hey, Mr. Putin, if I'm president of the United States, trust me, you're not going to interfere in any more American elections. If you want to beat Trump, what you're going to need is an unprecedented grassroots movement of black and white and Latino, Native American and Asian people who are standing up and fighting for and, justice. And anybody in, and anybody in this about. room imagine moderate Republicans going over and voting for him? And you have to do that or you can't win. Do you want to keep the House in Democratic hands? You might want to check with the people who actually turned the House blue. 40 Democrats 
who are not running you on your platform. They are running away from your platform as fast as they possibly can. I want to send those Democrats back to the Vice United President States. What we need to do is to do what every other major country on earth does, guarantee health care to all people. The math does not add up. In fact, just on 60 Minutes uh, this weekend, he said he wasn't going to rattle through the nickels and the dimes. Well, let me tell you how many nickels and dimes we're talking about. Nearly $60 trillion. What is a radical idea is completely eliminating all private insurance. So this is an idea that goes further than what is acceptable in Denmark, the country, let alone imagining how that's going to fly in Denmark, South Carolina. Occasionally, it might be a good idea to be honest about American foreign policy. And when dictatorships, whether it is the Chinese or the Cubans do something good, you acknowledge that. This man said that, in fact, he thought it was, he did not condemn what that they did. That is untrue, categorically untrue. What, what did you tell him? I have condemned authoritarianism, whether it is the people in Saudi Arabia, that the United States government has Cuba, Nicaragua. Cuba, Nicaragua. Authoritarianism of any stripe is bad. All right. So that's the first one. I got another part. I, I got another part of this that I want you to listen to. Uh, let's see. All right. So a question on the stage was to Steyer. This is the only candidate right now on the stage that said black people deserve reparations. And at one point in time, he was invested in private prison. See, this is why you must know these candidates. You know, all of them have screwed over the black community. So at one point in time, we know what the private prisons were for. They were to stack black people up in to get corporate work done. We know what it is. And there is no one on that stage that did not screw over the black community. Nobody. Just understand that. These folks want us to vote for them. And then they spend the next four years doing policies that hurt us, but they want our vote and they know they can't win without it. At the same time, it is a crazy relationship that we have with the Democratic Party. It really is. And if we would just step back and think about all of the things that have happened to us as a community under Democratic control, I think it is time to sever ties and not commit ourselves to the Democratic Party. But let me go ahead and play this next CNN audio for you. Well, with African-Americans in South Carolina, he's been, I mean, he's been on air down there uh, really since the impeachment uh, ads that he's been running uh, for years uh, and years. And so you could tell where Biden uh, sees uh, some of the vulnerabilities he has with African-Americans. Uh, let's play that, that in exchange then. In a prison company, thinking they'd do a better job, and I investigated and I sold it. Okay. Uh, you no, knew, no, stop. No, you no, you knew when you bought it, they'd done that. I've been this question. And in fact, 
since then, I've worked to end the use of private prisons in my home state, and we've ended it. I've started a bank to support black ownership of businesses, women ownership of businesses, and Latino owners of businesses, because this financial service industry is prejudiced. I have worked tirelessly on this, and you know I'm right. You wrote the crime bill. Where we that come from, that's called the Tommy Come Lately. Racial justice is something I care an amazing amount. And, it, you know, my family's been involved in it for decades. Um, and so I take it really seriously. And I was pushing back hard because I care a lot about it. And I've worked on it for years. And I thought that for the someone who wrote the crime bill that put hundreds of thousands of black young men and Latino young men in prison in a way that's never happened before was really unfair. Because this is something, if you look at my history, this is something I've worked on. I was telling the truth. I've worked on this tirelessly. My whole family has. We've started a bank, literally, to push back against racial prejudice in the financial services industry. And we've done that for 15 years, not because I was running for president, because it's the right thing to do and I care about it. The fact that the former vice president had his opposition research ready to go, he wanted to hit you on the private prison issue. It's, it's obvious, if you look at the polls, why that is. Um, his campaign, people around him and people who are supporting him think that if his his uh, support has gone down here in South Carolina, particularly among African-Americans, because you've taken it away. Do you Look, I, honestly, I, I've been hearing that and that also gets me a little upset. And I'll why tell don't you, you want to do well? No, I do want to do well, but there's an implication in there that somehow a politician owns black votes, has a right to black votes. And I don't believe that for a second. I think that the truth of the matter is that, the, I, which I've said publicly, the African-American community has been the moral leadership of this country. And the idea that, you, that somehow losing those votes is losing something that you own, I just completely reject that idea. So when he said you're a Tommy come lately, which he, we, we heard there in the clip, but he then said again, I don't even know that what that is. No, I don't get you're just, you're just jumping into it. He's trying to say, I've spent my decades and decades doing this, and here you're coming in, sailing in, thinking you can take away from I, it. I have no idea even what that means. I find that humorous. So, again, Joe Biden's focus on you, though. Does it surprise you? And, and when you say that a politician owns it, do, you know, at the end of the debate, you were asked about how you, what you think people don't get about you. And you said um, that I'm all about business excess and money. And, and the truth of the matter is what I'm really about is what I said, doing the right thing and telling the truth. And that's exactly what I try and do all the time. So I take that really seriously. People always ask me, why do you care about this stuff? The answer is, no, this is who I am. This is what I care about. I'm not caring about this in order to get something. This is what I care about. This is where my heart is. This is my this is what gets me up in the morning and I've been doing it for a long time and this is what I'm interested in and this is my motivation in life. Not I'm not my motivation in life is not to win an election. My motivation in life is to tell the truth and do the right thing. And that's what I'm trying. So if someone comes after me at that, I'm upset. All right, uh, so so not that was that was Tom um, Steyer. You know, he, although he was not in political office, he was invested in private prisons, and we know what private prisons mean in the black community. We know what prison mean altogether. You know, because we know the goal of the Thirteenth Amendment was to keep us 
in a perpetual state of going to jail. This roadmap was already written out centuries ago. All right. And they are still carrying the society out in this manner, even to this day. But you would be astonished at how many people are sitting in your face talking about equality and they are invested in these private prisons. And then, of course, you got Amy Klobuchar that spent her entire career as DA in Minnesota screwing over the black community using grand juries so that cops would never be accountable for killings and police brutality. And you got Elizabeth Warren who wants to know why the black community wants reparations, a check for what? And you got um, Bernie Sanders that says it's too divisive for us to have reparations. Well, I think it's too divisive for us to go and pull that lever for him in November. That's too divisive. And you got Mr. Stop and Frisk himself up there that spent his entire career as the mayor screwing over the black community. It would stop and frisk and he believes in redlining and blames black people for the housing crash. Okay, back in 2008, he blames the black community for that. And Pete Buttigieg, another one that his whole political career as mayor he largely shut black people out. Go look at his record. Black uh, businesses couldn't get contracts. He didn't have hire black people. If you were hired, you were just there for show. He didn't give a damn about you. So none of these candidates have a good track record when it comes down to the black community. None of them do, y'all. So it doesn't matter who they are on that stage, their track record with us. And you know, Joe Biden's track record is horrible. He's like a Dixie crack. And he's the reason why we call him um, Jim Crow Joe, because his policies were so racist, it wasn't even funny. And, you know, when you go and look at his track record as the senator, he loved those old ditzy crats and racists that were in the Senate. He got along with them fine on the Republican side. So none of them have a career where they have done right by us, ladies and gentlemen, and we must never forget that regardless of how they're trying to come out being cheerleaders for the black community. That's only for show. And it's only for the vote. It's not for any other reason. This is why none of these candidates have yet to show a policy, an agenda for the black community. And they won't. They won't. They're not going to put pen to paper and come up with something exclusively for black people. They've already let you know, oh, no, you know, this should be for everybody. This should be for everybody. The problem is everybody wasn't out in those slave fields picking cotton and, and raising crops. 
everybody didn't go through Jim Crow. Everybody was not involved in the civil rights movement. Everybody is not going through mass incarceration. So this everybody talk, don't want to hear it. Everybody didn't go through the crack epidemic. And everybody's children are not being thrown out over their hair like black children. So cut the everybody talk. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. We have a right at this point to demand an agenda for the black community. After all, we have been highly devoted to the Democratic Party. As far as I'm concerned, it's the least you can do. This concludes my podcast for today. Those of you that are my supporters, I deeply thank you. And if you are not a supporter of this podcast, please consider becoming one. Peace, family.